This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. to the, uh, the festivities. Uh, we're going to give you all our bets for tonight coming up at the end of the hour. I feel like we're going to have like great discussions about the, the, the card tonight. NHL, college hoops, NBA. Very much looking forward to that. Jake the Snake's going to give us Major League Baseball coming up 20 minutes from now. Start to get us set for the, uh, for the season. Um, how about this? I think at some point during my Florida trip, I might like try and like buy baseball baseball prospectuses. Down. I might buy like baseball prospectus and like read it while wow. I'm like on the beach. Yeah. And you will look like I'll a huge winner what. when you do that. <laughs> Wear that hat too while you do it. Dude, I'm, I'm 40. I'm married. I'm about to have a kid. Just like yeah. there's only so much like, Here's a like my, my days of Here's baseball my days of being cool. But listen, I'll I'm getting like, getting my my right arm tattoo finished next week in my attempt to hold on to relevancy and like to make myself feel young, even though I'm even though I'm. Get a little older. Uh, but I, I'm being serious. I actually think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to try and buy baseball prospectus and read it on the beach and get set for the baseball season. Jake the Snake will join us in 20 minutes to uh, talk Major League Baseball with us. But for right now, we'll do a little more National Football League. We'll get you started on NFL Defensive Player of the Year, how to think about that market through the offseason. But one more team to discuss a win total for, and that'll be the Jacksonville Jaguars, the favorite to win the AFC South last year and obviously have like the terrible like end of season culminating in the loss to Tennessee in, on the road in the final game of the year that knocked the Jaguars out and gave Houston uh, ultimately uh, the division championship after Houston beat Indianapolis that Saturday night to clinch at least a playoff spot. And I think the Jaguars this week at the Combine, besides for like the Bears and the Vikings, teams that have a quarterback, the Falcons, Denver, 
like teams that have quarterback decisions to make and are in the news because of that. I think the Jaguars, Ken, have been the most interesting team this week at the NFL Scouting Combine because we've had some interesting quotes from head coach Doug Peterson. You know, for fantasy football players, he's saying that he doesn't think Travis Etienne or doesn't want Travis Etienne to be a bell cow running back like he was last year, which leads me to believe that Tank Bigsby is not long for this team and they'll look to draft or sign another running back um, this offseason to probably share the load with Travis Etienne. I thought that was pretty interesting. Doug Peterson kind of saying, we don't know who's going to call the place next year. It's something we're evaluating. That leads me to believe Peterson's going to call the plays. It's possible Press Taylor, Zach's brother, in all seriousness, he is Zach's brother, that Press Taylor would call the plays again. I think it's likely to be Doug Peterson. And Peterson was asked about Trevor Lawrence, and I think it's fair to say, I don't think we're haters when we say, like Trevor Lawrence took a little bit of a step back last year. I think we were all expecting Trevor Lawrence to be better than he was, to lead the Jaguars to the playoffs, to play better in the big games than he did last season. And Peterson said that he wants Lawrence to put more of his personality stamp onto games, onto this offense, like looking for more from his starting quarterback. Josh Allen, their stud young pass rushers, a free agent. They're going to find a way to keep him. But I think this is like a, a little noteworthy, right? Just like how is this defense going to be next season? Got to get Allen back. Calvin Ridley is going to be a free agent. They're going to bring him back. And if not, what are you doing there opposite Christian Kirk in the receiving game? You got to get some weapons for, for Trevor Lawrence. So I think a really interesting offseason looming for this team, Ken. I think one that's going to have a really high ceiling and potentially also a really low floor. Yeah, I think that was a, a really well, uh, really well organized way to kind of like, hey, here's here's what we're dealing with here with this team, and here's why it's so interesting. Their their particulars from last year. So we went to break, and I said, like, what were they good at being average? Uh, they won nine games. They played like an eight and a half win team. Let's just start with that uh, statistically, and this isn't Cleveland. Like Lawrence played a lot, and he had he did play with injuries for part of the season. We kind of know that, but look like. A lot of teams had a lot worse health than the Jacksonville Jaguars did last year. They actually they didn't get a bad draw versus some of the other teams like the Browns, for example. Uh, Jacksonville's particular statistically, they were 18th in offensive DVO, which is like if you if I told you Lawrence was 18th last year against that division and that schedule, I mean, you would have thought he missed the whole season. I mean, you would have thought it was somebody else the entire time. I mean, really like what? Like what happened? 18th in offense, 10th in defense. A lot of their like individual metrics, things that tend to predict postseason success, basically right in that kind of like middle third, middle 10 teams in the league, middle eight teams in the league at like everything. Those teams, here's what we did. Uh, one thing that predicts the Super Bowl whenever we get to the end of the year. Remember, I pitched you net touchdowns last year, which is tracked by the official NFL stats database. How many touchdowns you score versus touchdowns you allow, like are actually a really good measure of team quality. They were negative last year. They allowed more touchdowns than they scored for a team that won nine games. So just like, what? Like, so I, I get, I get the high ceiling argument that you're making. It's the same coach in the same court. Like we saw it. It can't be that. And a little, just a little better. It can't be just a little better than a couple of years ago. So I get that part of it. Then you look at this and you just, it looks like they're so far away from that. It just looks like they're really far away. Now does the play caller and quarterback health and, an attitude change, I guess, to define the other thing that you were talking about. Like, does that get you there? I don't know. Cause now the division, now we like we back AFC South 2024. Houston's good. Indy's good. Like Tennessee's bad. But we went into last year saying all three were bad. And Jacksonville was gonna I bet Jacksonville to win the division in like a year ago. 
I bet them to win at like minus 120 or something. And I was like, this is crazy. Look at the other three teams. And then they fold at the end like a lawn chair. And we'll see what happens. So their schedule. And again, like it's it's going to be more difficult. We know Houston's good. Like we know Indianapolis is at least average, probably a little better. And Richardson maybe plays all the games. Uh, and it's the AFC South, their draw this year. Also, AFC South and NFC South drew each other last year, which created insane, easy schedules for a lot of those teams. That isn't the case again this year. They don't draw the NFC South again, obviously. Instead, they draw the NFC North and the AFC East. Whoops. Um, So Jacksonville will have a much more difficult schedule. Their three unique set of games, they play Cleveland and Vegas. And then their unique 17th game is against the Eagles, which is not a picnic either. So just like this when you say it can go off the rails, like I, I am lukewarm interested already in betting Peterson to be the first coach fired. And you need to see the order of the games to be able to really like want to make that bet versus McCarthy versus somebody else. But like the groundwork is laid here for this to be possible. They're just not very good. That's what it is. They're just not very good. Like they just aren't. And you don't go from like, not very good. You make basically no changes. And it's like, well, now they're 15 and two. Like, well, that doesn't really happen. <laughs> like, you got to change something. And the change is probably that they're going to have a new coach, if that if that is going to be the change. And uh, and it probably won't be that they, they they get rid of Trevor Lawrence. They'll probably keep him for a while. So, look, like, we project a win total against that schedule with this these particulars last year. Um, I would be really surprised if it's anything above nine, and either eight and a half or nine, I think, makes a lot of sense. I think eight and a half is the perfect number. Eight and a half juiced yeah. over, maybe? Like, to finish over 500? I wonder if you would draw like a bunch of interest on eight and a half. I I would not bet that. I would be hoping like market loves Jacksonville nine juiced way over. I plus under on nine sounds pretty good for me with this team. And yeah, that's a bet against Lawrence just basically being over 500. Uh, I might make that bet. It'll also be interesting. We'll do Houston next week when you're back from your trip. Just like just to do one thing with Houston to compare these two teams because the division prices Houston and Jacksonville will have a really They'll be the co-favorites at MGM. Uh, they're like right next to each other. Like they have the same price to win the division. Uh, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Vegas, Philly, which is like a pretty tough three games to draw. Like at Vegas is, you know, like probably a league average team, but Cleveland and Philly, no joke. Houston gets just crushed here with who they have to play. Houston has to play Baltimore, Kansas City, and Dallas are Houston's three games. Like, you want to talk about a team that could be way better and win less. That's Houston this year. Way better as a team, win fewer games. Like, that's the 2024 Houston Texans. So I think, like, what will be interesting here is the Jags can be eight and a half or nine because I think the Texans might be, like, nine, too, and that's it, and it won't be more than that just because of who they have to play. Yeah. That's really, really, really interesting. Um, and just I think your note on Doug Peterson, what you said there is I think maybe pretty prescient. He's clearly I think he's feeling it right now. He mini like kind of threw his quarterback under the bus a little bit this week and now is talking about maybe like taking the play calling back. This is like this is a desperate coach right now. And and maybe maybe that's gonna lead to a poor season for Jacksonville as opposed to a really great one. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Uh Jake on Major League Baseball coming up in a little bit. All our bets for tonight at the end of the show. Uh let's do a little bit here, Ken, on NFL Defensive Player of the Year. It's the one award market that's open right now in the NFL that we have not yet hit since that market opened. And you can find this at our show sponsor, BetMGM. Um, As it stands right now, the market looks like this. Micah Parsons, the favorite, 
at plus five fifty. His mortal enemy, TJ Watt, feels like he like like actually like <laughs> might like actually hate TJ Watt. Yeah. Talks about him constantly. It's a little weird. Uh TJ Watt plus six fifty. Nick Bosa plus six fifty. Max Crosby plus six fifty. The reigning defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett, is at seven. Aiden Hutchinson of Detroit at eleven. Josh Allen of the Jaguars, 18. Chris Jones, presumably of the Chiefs, but maybe not, at 25. Will Anderson and Montez Sweat, both at 30. Kyle Hamilton of the Ravens, safety at 35. There's obviously a ton more names listed. I chose to just like draw the line there, just, just in the interest of time. Um, thoughts on Defensive Player of the Year? And is there anyone like I didn't mention that you think may be interesting at a longer price? No, I mean, from an edge standpoint, I think you covered everybody that I'd be kind of interested in just edge-wise. Uh, you know, we can get into like, you know, if you if you like Kyle Hamilton, like you want to bet a secondary player, like I still think like Sauce would probably be one of the guys that you'd be interested in because I think they're going to win way more games this year. I don't want to bet him, but like if you wanted to get like really, really, really deep into like secondary players and non-edge rushers, I think there's like a couple other interesting ones. Um, the really interesting thing here is obviously you want to be hyper-focused on the edge rushers. They win all the time, and we have a great group of them currently that are really well-known and are first-team All-Pros. So it's not just that edges win. It's like edges win, and we got these guys going right now, like Hall of Fame players in their prime all playing at the same time. And that's why they win all these all the time. Um, in general, just two really quick criteria, pretty easy. Uh, got to be a team that's going to win a ton of games. Doesn't matter if you lead the league in sacks. You could be worse. Look at Miles Garrett last year. What was he, like seventh in the league of the NFL in sacks? But they won a lot of games. They were really good defense. So he he wins the argument against other players when that happens. Whether you think that's fair or not, that's what happens. And uh, the other thing is pedigree. It's a reputation-driven award. Um, if you're an unknown player and you get a lot of sacks, but Miles Garrett gets less than you, Miles Garrett wins because he's Miles Garrett and you're somebody nobody knows. And then maybe you can win next year. That's just how this works. So you look, you want the big-name player on the really good defense on the team that wins a lot of games. That's what you want. Uh, and you don't want to go hunting for names that no one's going to know. Like you want to keep it with the guys that like made first team, second team, all pro last year. We know these are the best players in the league. And, uh, and kind of, is there somebody ready to take a step forward? Or are we dealing with the same three edge rushers that we dealt with a lot last year, which were Parsons, Garrett, and Watt? Um, I kind of go back and forth on whether this is going to be like another three person discussion or whether it can expand out from there. Uh, what do you think when you look at this? I guess it's like, well, I guess the first question is like, I. Josh Allen of the Jaguars is a really, really great, like, ascending young player. And I'll group Allen and, like, Crosby's better than Josh Allen, so this is not to say they're at the same level. Just that, like, they're two interesting names, I think, that could potentially rack up a lot of sacks. I think the problem with both of them is, right, especially off the conversation we just had on the Jaguars, do you think that the Raiders can have, like, the team success needed to maybe push this, like, push, push Crosby, like, to this award. Can the Jaguars have the type of team success to push Crosby over? Two other thoughts that I would have. Chris Allen Jones over. is 20. To push Allen push over, Crosby. excuse me. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, Chris Jones is at 25 to 1. What if he goes somewhere else? Does that help or hurt? And I'll bring up another name here. And I don't know, like, I, this guy's, like, not at the same level as the top three or even, like, when we bring Crosby or Allen into the equation. Like, what happens if the Eagles trade Hassan Reddick? I'm making this up. It's like the Chiefs or Reddick gets dealt somewhere. He's 40 to 1 right now. Um, and I like the Eagles defense and like Fangio's there now, but maybe that's a price that could move at least. I don't know how likely he would be to win, but those are kind of like four of the names that stood out to me, Ken, outside of the top. 
Yeah, sure. We could mention like, look, Nick Bosa is going to he's won the award before he's going to play on a team that will be projected to win the most games in the NFL next year. Um, so like he he is very, very, very viable for that reason alone. He got paid last year, obviously, too. All these edges have a chance to win. Yeah, I think, look, if you take the first tier of guys is Parsons, Watt, Bosa, Garrett, you're not going to be able to find any warts with those guys. Their teams are going to win games. They're going to get a ton of sacks. They're all low priced. Crosby, Allen, Hutchinson is like your second tier. I think of those three, you would favor Hutchinson because you can feel really confident the team's success is going to be there. So like he's going to win more than the other two and they they all have a chance to lead the league in sacks. So like of the second tier, Hutchinson's probably the preferred guy. All right. Yeah, I think it's all really interesting. I think this market's going to be a lot more fun next year than it was this year. I hope so. And I, I won a little bit on Garrett. It's just like every week it's no fun to talk about. Maybe this one will be fun to talk about. I think it'll be a little more fun this year. Coming up next, we'll have some fun talking baseball with our guy, Jake the Snake Hassan. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.